Hi, my name is Hina Solanke. Welcome to The Phil Fabulous Show. listeners and welcome to this dual podcast so dual podcast what does that mean oh it's the continuation of the mini series with helena Solanke, representing her feeling fabulous podcast and also this mastering the game of life podcast so without further ado ina it's great to have this chat again Oh, hello, Paul. It's so lovely to be back. Um, yes, we're going to talk about love and connection today, a sense of acceptance, belonging and support. And then we'll both share our views and, uh, um, you know, perhaps some experiences. And then it'd be great, I thought, Paul, if we could um, maybe share some tips as well with the listeners. Absolutely. Why not? Let's spread a bit of love to our listeners wherever they are in the world. Yes. 100%. Let's do it. Great. Yep. Excellent. Okay, so love and connection. So um, what does it mean? What does it mean, listeners? What does it mean to you, love and connection? Because on the surface of it, they're two very different words, aren't they? You know, I'm connected with someone or I'm even in love with somebody or I have a love for somebody. They're, they're massively different things. You know, what's your thoughts around this? these three simple words that are very polarised, love and connection what's it mean to you yeah I think you know the minute you just said that it made me realize that sometimes have you ever heard somebody say I feel really connected but I don't love them you know so you need the connection I find sometimes you have connection but it doesn't mean that you love them you might care for them and you know you you know you like them Uh, and are we talking by the way are we talking about relationships how what are we talking about here love and connection I think can spread out into everything because throughout these podcasts that we've been doing either you or I Paul have mentioned somewhere along the line that love conquers all we've said it so many times and I Mm. really do believe that so yeah with with relationships I think love and connection you've got to have that connection you connect with that person you have similarities you have connections and then you feel the love but that can go into anything can't it our need for love um, and connection started from before we were even born you know and you know you and your mother's tummy wrapped up inside um and until the day that you know the end of the day until you um leave earth um you know you have still have this need it's a human need for love and connection and a very important one because it feeds the soul and makes us feel happy. Yeah. So let's, let's start by, um, let's start by playing a little bit of devil's advocate as it, as is my way, as, as listeners all know, <laughs> that let's start with the basic understanding. And I'm kind of feeding this back from the countless conversations I've had with, well, with, with very diverse people around. Okay. So what is connection? So, you know, connection might be somebody that we go down to the local supermarket to buy a pint of milk and the, you know, the person on the checkout counter is a nod and a smile. Thank you for, you know, for buying my, you know, for this pint of milk. That's a connection. You may or may not see that person again, but that's a connection. Thank you for the milk. Have a good day. Goodbye. 
on its simplest yeah. form, that's a connection. You know, how you interact with that person on that checkout. You know, if you just had a, an argument with your partner and you're in a bad mood and just, just give me change or, or just come on. I mean, I'm in a rush, you know, that and that energy, that dance that you're leaving that person with, you know, that negative energy, that frustration, that anger through no fault of theirs. Conversely, yeah. and we do have a choice. This is all about choices. Even the most intimate love is about choice. And I want to make a very sort of controversial statement to, as we start to unfold and unpick this, uh, your question, Hina. But so that's one example. Conversely, whether you've had an argument with your partner or your car's just been hit or whatever the situation that that's put you in a, you know, a bit of a challenging space, we have a choice to say, okay, thank you so much for your service. Uh, have a great day. Whether you see them or not, again, as I've said, is, is kind of irrelevant. You know, that smile, that eye contact, I wouldn't necessarily say much, uh, particularly with these COVID challenge days, the torch, but just that simple arm on the shoulder yeah. and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, in other words, I value you. I hear you, I see you, I feel you at this moment in time. And thank you for being in my life, just for that split second. That, for me, is the diversity of connection. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And any thoughts around that, Hina, before I... Yeah, I love the way you've just explained um, love and connection on how it can actually come into our lives in just an everyday manner. You know, everything we do in the day has love and connection involved somewhere. Um, and I love your analogy there and your explanation, actually. I think it's, it's, really, it's a really important one because if we're looking for love and connection, you have to make that connection. And how do you make that connection? You've just kind of given two examples um, very clearly on how, how you can change these things because our body, our, our, we need love and connection. We, you know, we yearn for it. We want that, you know, so how do we go and get it? How, how can we consciously go out and find this and, and connect? I think once you feel you're connected, you can then find love. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree that that connection, first and foremost, is, you know, for, you, well, I say absolutely. I'm assuming and <laughs> listeners, you know, you've heard me say this so many times, should never assume. It's a dangerous game to assume. But we'll park that thought for a moment. But <laughs> I did assume, Hina, that what you was talking about, then that kind of initial connection to then go on to, if I could be allowed to paint the picture of, say, a romantic relationship. You know, yeah, yeah. People, that is the ultimate, isn't it? It's like, OK, my my nearest and dearest, my husband, my wife, whatever, you know, my partner, whatever the, you know, the connection is. But that more intimate, that emotionally, that emotional connection. And I'm going to, yeah, again, try and put that in context for what that's meant to me in my life. So let's build on this kind of checkout connection uh, because it's mm -hmm. a good one, I think. And it's a very practical one, I feel. So, OK, so you've met somebody on a checkout and it's 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 like, OK, there's a pleasantry there. There's a, you know, whatever. And then the next day you go, goes by and you go back and, you know, you're on a different checkout this time, buying, a, you know, another pint of milk or whatever. 
but you look across to see if that person's, oh, yesterday I was at that checkout. I wonder if he or she's there. And you look across and lo and behold, he, and she, he or she is there. And isn't there just that moment of knowing that he or she's then took their eye off the till and just looked across at you? That connection, that, that blessedness, as I call it, that says, mm, okay, mm -hmm. why is he or she just looked at me? Why have I looked at him or her? Yeah. So there's this kind of stuff going off underneath the surface. You know, I know yes. that the, the more romantic of us, Ina, might say that Cupid has struck its bow. Maybe it has. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it has. Who knows? But just building on that kind of first introduction and to reinforce your, in my humble opinion, absolutely that connection. I can't remember, listeners, whether I've shared this example um, of something that was said to me at a very, very early age. I was like 17 and 18. And it was a man of the cloth and he called me over and I was a very colourful character in those days. And I'll just leave it at that. And, and he called me over and he was, he was a wise old dad. And uh, he said, right, I've been watching you and you really think you're the boy, don't you? Oh, and of gosh. course, 17, 18. Yeah, I am. Because I was uh, my answer in those days was to solve a problem was just, let's say, physical. And, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, and that was that was my answer. Anyway, he called me up and he said, right, OK, you're obviously a very physical guy that can look after yourself and all that. And he said that that's not the answer. Now, what's funny about or funny is not the right word, listeners, but ironic about this is at that age, I thought I absolutely knew everything. And you couldn't tell me anything. And I don't care who you are. You couldn't tell me a thing because I knew it all. The reality is I knew absolutely nothing. In fact, I knew, I knew less than nothing. But that was fear-driven. That was me wearing yeah. a mask and saying, you ain't getting close to me, world. I don't care who you are because of my child. Yeah. So anyway, what transpired was I, um, I listened to the guy, which was unusual in itself because I didn't listen to anybody about anything. But anyway. Yeah. What's really significant around this whole love and connection, and obviously it was a connection, was he said this to me. He said, imagine a triangle and you cut it in four. He said, the bottom bit is where you're at, physical. That's right, okay. Right. Now move up to the next level. The next level is having a mental connection with somebody. That's right, okay. Now move up a level. Then it's about having an emotional connection with somebody. All right. He said right at the very top, at the tip of the triangle, is having that spiritual connection with somebody. He said once you've got that, you've got everything. The rest are kind of, he said, I wouldn't say irrelevant. Now, what's, and I've used the word two or three times already, listeners, around this irony. At that age, you couldn't reach me. I was listening to nobody. I didn't understand his words. I hadn't got a clue what he was talking about. But isn't it ironic that after all these years, those words, not only did I remember them, but they made very, very profound sense to me in, in my own journey about, you know, okay, the physical stuff is at the bottom of the pile. And I think to bring this in the contact, 
context of, you know, we've painted the picture about that one-off connection in the supermarket. Let's go right to the other end of the extreme now and then fill in the gaps in between as, as we unfold our conversation. But let's go to the other extreme. I have just met my soulmate, the love of my life. And, okay, so how do you do that? Well, you do that by understanding, in my humble opinion, that your spiritual connection is the way you're connected. And when you've got that connection, the rest of the stuff is kind of, to quote the, uh, the priest, irrelevant. And that, for yeah. me, as in latter years, has been a monumental breakthrough and understanding in terms of, so what is the difference between love and connection? Yeah, what is it? What is the difference? Indeed, I think they definitely go hand in hand. Um, I love the different types of connections and the different um, way you can connect that you just explained. But you just reminded me of something um, that my father, when I was a teenager, is very very similar story. Um, and when you were speaking about it, and you know, you said, "Oh, I was, you know, I was a teenager. I thought I knew everything, but I knew nothing." Actually, that line, that line, I've even used before as well in some writing, but certainly I was going, it was, I was in the same later teens. I was uh, hormonal changes, a bit stroppy and a bit, you know, hormonal, let's just say not much uh, interest in life, a little bit disconnected. Um, and my father just one day just absolutely um, spoke in, in such a way that I, he's never spoken to me before with a bit of authority not um you know aggressively or anything like that just a little bit more with authority and I just listened to it and just looked at him and walked off into my bedroom and thought whatever but it that was my that was my conscious mind dealing with that he did implant into my subconscious mind and that reminds me of the way you're explaining what you did because he probably you know he not probably he he still implanted it within your subconscious mind because you then made that connection even though your physical form and your head didn't want to you didn't actually have a choice because it was already implanted into your mm -hmm. subconscious mind and then it was being applied and that was a very similar situation to me so even though I did the uh, you know the march off and gave with attitude in front of my dad uh, you know actually days later I started to feel uh, a little bit more uplifted I felt a bit more happy I was starting to feel more re reconnected to the world and when you feel more reconnected to the world you feel love and that makes you feel happy absolutely absolutely and just to reinforce that spiritual connection that higher dimension call it what you will listeners I think it's also true if we, you know, we're still on the romantic thread of, you know, our soulmate, our life partner. And they're two completely different things, aren't they? A soulmate and a life yeah. partner, which I mean, there's, you know, there's a whole different podcast conversation around that one thread alone. But listen, you know, let's not split ears over that at this moment in time. But I think it's true to say that most people go into a relationship, think, you know, about looking for what they can get out of the relationship rather than what they can actually invest in. So, you know, if you don't invest in anything, it won't grow, whether that's a bank account or it doesn't matter what it is, the principle's the same. You know, if we keep going into our emotional account, brackets heart, and keep taking out of it through a relationship, sooner or later, we're going to be emotionally bankrupt. The same you would yeah. be going to the bank every day and drawing a thousand pounds out 
sooner or later, there's going to be no money in that account. So, and I think the other thing is most people, from my experience and conversations I've had, they go into relationship, um, you know, looking for the perfect love. The perfect love doesn't exist. We have choices on how we can create that. So rather than, you know, this is the perfect love, why don't you create your own version, your own bespoke version of what that perfect love is? And what underpins that is your vision and values. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It's really important you said that it's, it's something that you need, to, you need to nurture, you need to, it grows, it doesn't just happen. It's something that needs to manifest and how you manifest that relationship. It take, you have to put effort into this. If you're not going to put the effort in, it won't happen. In, in very close relationships, you know, if, if there's too much of one in, in that relationship, it becomes too much, you know, and then that's when it kind of falls apart and that connection starts to break apart. Um, but then again, you can have the best love and connection within a re- relationship, don't you feel? But it doesn't mean it has to last forever. Sometimes I do believe that you have love and connection um, for a time in your life. You fulfill their purpose. They fulfill your purpose, whatever it be. Where, you know, you learn so much. Or like, you know, I always like to think that everything that happens in my life, I learn from it. It's more wisdom. It's more, you know, more, more um, knowledge in my wisdom bank. So you grow from that. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's there forever. But, it, you know, it is important that you nurture it whilst it's there. Yeah, I would I would challenge that strongly, Ina, and, mm. and I understand why you've said that. You know, that's kind of embracing that uh, that um, reason, season, or forever approach, isn't it? And yeah. you know, I know I, I hear you, I hear you, but I actually take that a stage further, and I go back to the okay. choices, the commitment we make or whatever, the challenges that we're going to overcome. And that's about day by day, moment by moment, investing in that relationship to say that actually, because I think it's only when you take the eye off the ball and take it for yeah. granted that you start drifting apart anyway. But if you're fully yeah. present and committed to that relationship, and even, dare I say, the old-fashioned marriage vows, I'm not necessarily saying yeah. put honour and obey. I'm not, I'm not going down that line. But that, <laughs> you know what, this is till death is due par. And I think, yeah. you know, personally, whether it's because I'm, I'm, you know, I've got a lot of life experience and I'm at a certain time of mind, but I've actually come, see, I really do believe that, that, you know, and I'll go on record here and share with uh, vulnerability to say that my next relationship will be of that ill. There'll be no talk around, well, you know, let's see how this goes. And so long as we leave each other, you know, in six six years or whatever, it's like, no, let's sign up for, you know, almost like a soul contract. Um, And that's a different podcast conversation altogether. (laughs) But, you know, destiny, fate, spirit, call it what you will. I saw fit to put us together. And my personal (laughs) intentions are... Whoever that next partner may or may not be, and I'm totally open mm-hmm. about it because it's not that I need that relationship anymore. But when it does, yeah. if it does, it's that intention that, okay, going back to the vision, are we in this for the, the for the commitment? You know, and I'm not talking yeah. about a piece of paper or a third finger left hand wedding ring or anything like that. 
But that yeah. knowing and that total commitment that, yes, there's going to be, you know, human challenges. But I think it's so easy for people just to walk away and say, yeah, we didn't sign up for the right contract in the first place. I mean, interestingly, <laughs> listeners, I shared this with so many people. They said, OK, Paul, so, you know, you've got all these thoughts and insights and energy around, you know, relationships, no matter what level. What would be your what would be your question if you went on a date? Yeah, what would be the big question? And I said, probably the most unromantic question you could ever think of. It's like, right, okay, uh, what would that be then? I said, probably one of the first words or first <laughs> questions I'd ask is, what's your vision? What's your values in life? Yeah, yeah. And because that answer <laughs> is going to save so much heartache further down the line if people jump in on a relationship because of that what i call superficial attraction it's not enough nowhere near enough <laughs> oh gosh oh paul <laughs> no. <laughs> no so this is good no i'm sorry um I, I do agree with you at where i am in my life right now but that's because I've, I'm divorced, I've had different relationships and I am there now. And absolutely, and because I'm so busy being an entrepreneur and love and have a connection with my work so much, I have the same attitude that when I do meet Mr. Wright, it is actually something that I'm looking for in the long term. Not, it's not something, you know, that I'm willing to just like have some fun or just make that, uh, have that love and connection for a little while. It is really um, a, a commitment, you know, that I'm looking for a lifetime partner. But... I, 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 dis, I disagree with a little bit of what you said there, because certainly when I met um, my ex-husband, I was very, very young. I was totally in love. We had so much in common at that age, um, which was 18, by the way. And we grew into do two different people. So even, I mean, yes, it was a, it was a physical and, um, and a, um, psychological abusive marriage. So, yes, I needed to get out of it. I can honestly say that it would not have worked anyway because we grew into two different people and our visions in life changed. Um, and you can do every, um, I think they say every 14 years, don't they? Um, you know, you can change uh, in, in which direction you want to go to, but hopefully you're with somebody that can support those differences. And that I think takes time and that's something later on. That's, yeah? that's, that's the big difference, though, Hina, isn't it, with what you've just shared there? I mean, you know, your mm -hmm. example of an 18-year-old, I dare say, um, yeah, again, I shouldn't assume, listeners, but please allow me the assumption of an 18-year-old 18, 18 Hina would probably, in a different <laughs> way, been like an 18-year-old Paul. Think they <laughs> yeah. knew everything, but knew absolutely nothing. So, Spot on. Spot you know, on. <laughs> so there's a massively different perception um, of what's actually real in life because I think yeah. it's fair to say that we're we're both past 21 now so we've got a couple of years under our belt um, yeah. but the awareness of where we're at now about the reality of life or the perceived mm -hmm. reality of life and that spiritual connection that which is awareness is a massively massive you know so I can only obviously take responsibility listeners for my own part in this this, this, you know, where, where my world's at, but I, my eyes are well and truly wide open. So I know exactly what I'm going into, 
why yeah. and you know would it be the best looking partner in the world maybe maybe not is that my number one criteria absolutely not so what is your number one criteria paul that connection and that connection and obviously we'll come to more about this in the mini series um listeners and, and obviously Ina, around the ultimate the ultimate 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 <laughs> human need of contribution contribution yeah. to self contribution to others and by others i mean you know your significant other and then the outside world at large because i think if you've got that glue of contribution you've kind of got everything the other stuff that you know you've had a, a little lover's tiff about whose turn it is to go shopping or make the tea or you know whatever yeah. you forgot to feed the cat the dog that kind of that's just stuff that's everyday stuff that actually yeah. is a little bit of variety that keeps the keeps a bit of spark there not too much but it's just a little bit of seasoning in the um, you know in, <laughs> in the rich stew pot of life yeah no absolutely absolutely but what do you, how do you feel then? Um, so what we said after that is that, you know, the next person, and so did I, is that that's my intention on what I'm looking for in connection and um, love. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's what is going to happen. Yes, you can, can I believe, to a certain degree, dictate what happens in your life. But do you not sometimes just say, well, actually, what will be, will be. And, mm. you know, to, if you... I know for myself that that's almost like putting a little bit of a barrier up because this is what I want. This is how it's going to be. But what I have learned uh, in, in, you know, recently is that actually, no, I actually, there are, no, you know, whoever I meet, if it's meant to be, it will be. If I have that love and connection, then, you know, let's see where it flows. I couldn't possibly make that kind of statement at the beginning, you know, if their intentions weren't there. And then to, put something else into the mix. What about love can be blinding? <laughs> yeah, um, but th I suppose this is to what degree or not is, is the case maybe. And there's no right or wrong in this. You believe yeah. that I am. And that yes. I am for me is that, that intention for the I. The A is the affirmations and the M is the manifestation, which obviously brings yeah. in the visualizations. Now, that that's my approach to my world and you know the returns on that have been you know as you say you know absolutely you know some of the things that have come out of the woodwork I would never ever in a million years have thought well blimey that wasn't on the uh, on the draft piece of paper I never thought that would materialize and I'll just share with you know we talk about connection and um yeah. And I know I've shared with you off air that I'm about to embark upon a new business with um, uh, a close friend in Spain, a health related, a well-being business. So we sat down and we come up with you know, we're fairly creative people, a whole host of, wow, you know, this would be really good. We'll call it this. There's the design. And then we handed that over to somebody who I would class a world class marketeer. And that person came back with something we would never, ever, ever in a million years have got individually or collectively. And I think that's a great example of why to set an intention of, OK, so I've set my intention that this deeply, deeply spiritually connected person will come into my life. Have I gone to the nth degree to describe, in my case, her, 
No, I haven't. You know, will she be blonde, redhead, you know, dark-haired? Bro- I don't know. Because that is me dictating then. I think with intention. Yes, yes. You create this space and then you let it go and have the faith yeah. to say, well, okay, if this person presents, great. If she doesn't present, great. Either way, I trust source, which is for me personally, my deepest, deepest, most intimate relationship of all, because that's where I plug into, just as you plug the mobile phone in, as we discussed yeah. earlier, that's where I get my energy from and my inspiration and anything or whatever label the world perceives me to be. But deep down, I know who I am. That's amazing. That's, that's the most important thing as well, though. Now, we have talked quite a lot about what we've, you know, our opinions on this and where we are now. And thankfully, I think from both of our conversations, we feel like we're in a really good place and we know where we're going because obviously the wisdom is um, behind us. But I can, uh, you know, for listeners, I want to just um, talk about a little bit about how I got to this place. And that was for ha- from having some therapy. So would you not say it's great for to have mentors? And I know you have a spiritual mentor, Paul, you've mentioned that before. Actually, I have a spiritual mentor as well. So she's helped me get through an awful lot. You know, I, both my parents passed um, uh, sort of seven years apart and then sister became ill so there's been an awful lot I was dealing with um as well as sort of coming out of you know raising two children by myself and having that um pretty dark uh, marriage I've enlisted in the help of therapists um and I would most certainly say that if you feel that you're not having you know you don't feel that love and connection with yourself or with others because remember that love and connection is about others and having that relationship but I do feel that if you don't have that connection and love for yourself you're not probably going to find it elsewhere and if you do it will be on the vibrational um, level that you're at which may not be good so you might it's like you know like um attracts like so most certainly you know if you feel you know yes maybe i'm going to look into a therapist do find a therapist find somebody who can help you and reach where you need to get do you have anything to add to that paul no i just wholeheartedly agree with that because when you look back on you know there again listeners if i could be allowed to use my own example it's took me decades to learn the lessons that i've learned and I know now, now I've learned them, I can pass those lessons on in seconds. I always, mm-hmm. I remember um, when I was doing my Tony Robbins uh, training and, you know, one of the first things, I mean, he's out there for it. You can change your life in a heartbeat. And I used to think, mm, American razzmatazz. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely true, you can. It and works, that, yeah. It, it does. does work, so long as you've got the mentor that can actually show you how. That's the big thing, isn't it? Or or inspire yeah. you to go on that journey of self-discovery. You know, that yeah. is, as you as you alluded to, Hina, quite rightly, at the top of this conversation, you know, the journey starts with us and it stops with us. You know, we come yeah. into the world with nothing. We're going to go out with nothing. It's the big, the big expanse in what have we left? What's the legacy? Well, for me personally, that's that I've enjoyed a life and I've co-created on a massively, and I've left the world a better place. That's my connection. That's my love. But I'm just, you know, that's just my story. That's fascinating. Yeah, that's beautiful. So 
Uh, well, and also, also people can find therapists, but they can listen to podcasts um, because it is about having a mentor, but it's having that motivation, isn't it? And having someone there who's just your rock. So when you are feeling a little bit down and you're not feeling like you can stand up straight and tall and confident, it's that person just to help you and just encourage you along, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, just a simple insight and share on that, Ina. You know, we most people love to see a pretty flower, but, you know, yeah. you, you walk past a flower shop or you see it in a garden or whatever, you think, wow. But just remember, yeah. that beautiful flower grew out of very, very dark, earthy soil. Yeah, actually just reminded me of something that I'd love to share with you. Um, and it actually made me so teary when my mentor said this to me. And... <clears throat> excuse me sorry um it was when I was she made me go through I don't know how it happened it, I we didn't intend on having those conversations but she made me talk through some of my darker periods and there are some parts that I've actually never talked about at all and she made me say them and talk about it and she wouldn't leave me alone she just she's a very close friend so she she, she knew she could do that she wasn't offending me but once I talked through it and she said right and this is just so beautiful and this is what I'm talking about she said okay uh, let's hold hands and we're going to get through this together she goes I am holding your hand and we're going to get through this how beautiful is that yeah absolutely and and doesn't that exemplify doesn't that really reflect the simplicity of life and yeah. you know once we have that kind of awareness to strip out this noise, this clutter, everything that's going off, this chaos around us, and to understand that that, okay, so it's noisy outside, but it's not noisy inside, and that's part of the process. And just that simplicity there of, Ina, let me hold your hand, either literally, physically, or metaphorically, let me hold your hand, girl, because I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so it's so important isn't it it's just so important and and that's the other side now of love and connection isn't it so you've got we've talked about the relationships the romance but you can have love and affection you had you have love and affection for the work you do which is absolutely incredible by the way Paul it's you know we're going to talk more about that in the sixth series we're going to I really really want the listeners to hear more about especially my listeners to hear more about that but you do incredible work and it's so important that we share. Um, and it's just important that we we help others. Absolutely. You know, going back to the, the six human needs model of the, you know, the highest one is the need for contribution. And, you know, when that's in place, that's our, not only our highest need, but it's the spiritual, high spiritual need as well. And so when we've yeah. got that, the, the world is complete. Does that mean that we don't have you know, we don't have challenges, problems. Does it mean we never get angry or frustrated? Of course it doesn't. Because to I think it was Deepak Chopra that coined the phrase, we are spiritual beings having human experiences. And I absolutely yeah. resonate with that. So, you know, it's, isn't it like going on a journey, a, a voyage of self-discovery? Isn't that part of why we're here, listeners, to, yeah. you know, to, to have that self-discovery of who am I? What can I leave behind me? Leave the world a better place. Yeah. And this rich yeah. tapestry of who we may or may not meet. And yes, the tears and the tantrums. And yes, the dark soil. You know, my dark soil was addiction, was violence, was attempted suicide. You know, that that was <laughs> that lasted for a long, long, long time, decades. 
But you know what? It's that understanding and that faith. Of, yeah. As soon as we have night and dark, there's one thing for sure. It'll be light tomorrow morning. That's lovely. That is so true. And, and going back to that, it's about having love and the connection then towards life itself, isn't there? So towards your work, towards your passion, towards your dream. It goes everywhere. It's it's just not just about relationships. There's the whole other side, isn't there? There is, but I would venture, um, other than energy, I mean, you know, when people look for simplicity and of understanding, to, you know, for me, and this is, you know, when I say it's took me a lifetime, decades to learn these insights that you can pass on in seconds, the universal yeah. truths of life, if you will, distill things right down to the simplest form. One is we are all energy. And, you know, two, we've already alluded to the kind of, you know, love, love conquers all, which, you know, we've more than, as you say, more than mentioned uh, once. But it's this kind of understanding that in its simplest form, yeah. that love, that, that childlike curiosity, let's kind of spark that off again within all of us, because that's where, let's go back to being children and jump up and down. And you know, I don't care whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, you're a chief exec of a, a, you know, a major, an international corporate or whatever. That's just stuff. It's just a mask. It's just an image. But the reality is we all need to be loved. And I think we can get back to those basics, to quote John Major from the 80s, going back to basics of, that inner child, because that's where it all starts from. Yeah, absolutely. Great, absolutely lovely. I want to just um, finish off with a quote from Muhammad, uh, Muhammad, Mahatma Gandhi. It's um, where there is love, there is life. Simple but profound. I mean, that's another thing, isn't it? Just that simple bang. Says it all. Says it all. Yeah. Excellent. Great. So thanks for tuning in listeners. That's our love and connection episode of our six part, uh, six part series. And Paul, again, would you just like to tell my listeners, how can my listeners find you? Um, yeah, as uh, simplest way probably is on my website, which is paul-low with an e.com references to the mastering the game of life podcast with all the various episodes references to the books on there. And uh, you mentioned something earlier on, um, Hina, about mentoring and my mentoring programs, my coaching programs and all the stuff that uh, generally I'm involved in. And um, to a lesser extent, because I tend not to shout too much about this, I, I kind of work underneath the radar and just get on with it. But the charitable side of things as well. So Brilliant. thank you. Thank you very much. And your listeners can find me on the Phil Fabulous podcast and on Facebook, Instagram, Hina Solanke. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, one and all.